This is Andy Tool, head coach at Robert Morris University Men's Basketball, and you're listening to The Tool Shed on Colonial Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Tool Shed. Once again, we are joined by head coach Andy Tool. Andy, thank you for uh, taking time off the, out of your off day to join me today and discuss a little bit about the team. Happy to be here, Ethan. Well, how does it feel to finally get back into a normal schedule? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. You know, I think when, when our guys got back on campus right around the Memorial Day weekend, uh, it was, it was kind of great to, you know, lay eyes on everybody. You know, a lot of this stuff had been created through Zoom and the virtual world, so it was nice to kind of see everybody in the flesh. And, uh, you know, being able to get into the weight room, being able to get into the gym, being able to have small group workouts or team workouts uh, and not necessarily have to worry a ton about, you know, some of the protocols and things uh, have been has been great. You know, it's it's been uh, I know our guys are happy about it and uh, it's nice to be able to just get in there and worry about, you know, what they want to do, which is, is be a basketball team. There are almost now 1,700 players in the transfer portal. When you were looking for guys in the, primarily in the transfer portal over the past couple of months, were there any struggles or difficulties trying to find like the right guy f- for the team? Uh, I mean, I think there's always a combination of you know trying to find the right guy and then find the guy that you know wants to be in your program, right? And I think that those are the things that you know you you balance. Um, you know, and I think all the guys that are here want to be here. I think all the guys that are here want to. They understand what the opportunity is. They understand what the challenges are, and they want to face those head on. And, uh, you know, I think we even discussed the last time I was here about, you know, some of the stuff we learned in our first year through the Horizon League, some of the areas that we needed to improve, some of the things that we needed to address in recruiting, whether it would be size, uh, athleticism, maybe some decision making, right? Those were things that we learned in our first year were really important to having success in this league. And I think those are the things that we went out and we tried to identify guys with some of those skills and some of those abilities. Uh, and then it was a matter of trying to make sure that they fit the way we want to work, the way that we want to coach, uh, that they understood, you know, what was expected of them as they became a part of our program. Um, so when you went out recruiting guys, um, you, you primarily went after guys in the portal. Was that always like your, your first thought of going after guys there instead of going like the high school route, trying to, you know, find more size, find some more guys with some uh, veteran presence, you know, having more experience, you know, playing collegiate basketball? Is that something that you looked at, especially with some of the veteran guys that you, you were able to land? Well, I think we had lists of every every grouping, right, whether it was mm-hmm. high school kids, whether it was junior college guys, whether it was transfer guys. Um, we felt like obviously we needed to improve and improve quickly. And sometimes in order to do that, you need guys that are experienced. You need guys that are, uh, have been through the Division One world, uh, have shown that they can be productive in Division One basketball. And we felt that that was our best chance to be able to get better quickly. Um, you know, it doesn't mean as we continue to move forward that we're going to rely solely on transfers or junior college kids or mm-hmm. high school kids. I think it will always be a mix. we got to find the right kids mm-hmm. that fit what our needs are the right kids, again, that want to be here. You know, I think when you want to be someplace, it, it allows you to kind of handle adversity, push through difficulty a little bit better because you appreciate the opportunity you have and you're willing to work and you value that. And so I think that all those things have got to coincide for somebody mm-hmm. to be, become part of our program. But, um, you know, I, I think some guys looked at our situation and said, hey, there's opportunity there. You know, we're, I'm going to be able to compete in a really respected mid-major league. 
there's opportunity to help this program get back to where it's used to being, which is, you know, competing for championships. Uh, there's available minutes, there's available shots, you know, and so I think we became an attractive place for people to say, hey, if, I, if, if I'm looking for those things that I didn't feel I had enough of in my previous program, this could be a place that I could find that. And I think that that, you know, just really worked in our favor as we went through the spring and got into the transfer portal and had success there. Two guys that you were able to land, uh, Rasheem Dunn and then uh, Michael Green the third, both had experience in the NEC. You you saw them play. Uh, was there any sort of like comfortability, you know, watching those guys play, and then you know, just in discussions with them and trying to bring them over here? Was there sort of a comfort level there? Well, there was there was, um, you know, I, I think the comfort level came because when you actually played against them, you were uncomfortable as an right. opponent, right? They were guys that really <clears throat> impacted the game for their teams. Uh, Rasheem at St. Francis, Brooklyn, and Mike at Bryant, you know, I, I think there certainly was a familiarity with their game, with what they were being able to, what they would be able to do, what they'd be able to bring. And I think that they felt a little bit comfortable with us in our program because they had competed against us. You know, they had seen, um, you know, how we play. They've seen how we've coached. Uh, they obviously had been to, well, Rasheem hadn't been to our facility, but Mike had played in our facility, you know, in his freshman year. So, you know, there was a little bit of, um, uh, a, a great place to kind of start the conversation because there was that familiarity with our program uh, and our familiarity with them as players. And so I think that that was something that certainly helped us move the recruiting process forward and move it along quickly, you know, because there was that comfort. Mm -hmm. um, so you've had a lot of roster turnover, guys transferring out of the program, guys now coming in. What are you most excited about this new group of guys coming in? And, you know, I know you haven't seen them I, you know, compete in game, but like, I mean, through like, you know, summer workouts and summer conditioning, what are you most excited about, you know, watching this group evolve over the next couple of months? Well, I think there's a lot to be excited about. You know, we're in our fifth week of summer workouts right now, and, you know, we've thrown a lot at them, and, and so far they've really um, handled all that well. You know, they've attacked, you know, whatever the challenge would be that day, whether it was on the court, in the weight room. Um, and, and I think that guys are starting to understand how this all will work. You know, I think initially when we started doing some of our workouts, started doing some stuff, we asked guys just to be really open with trying to do the things that we were asking them to do because a lot of them had been at other programs. You know, terminology might be different. Um, emphasis might be different. You know, there are different things that we think are important in terms of the way that we want to play. And so we asked all of them to be just really open-minded with it. Just try to do what we're asking you to do. If during the course of this summer we realize that this might not work, well, then we can adjust it. But if we don't try to do it, then it might be a little bit longer before we figure out, hey, this might not be the most productive way to utilize this player or the most productive way to guard ball screens or whatever it would be, right? So we asked them to be really open-minded, and I think they've done that so far. I think everything we've kind of asked them to do, they've tried to do to the best of their ability. Um, I think, obviously, there's there's a – a, a great competition for minutes right now on our team, which is something that's exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always been big believers that, you know, you compete to improve. And so as you sit there, as we sit there and we watch these workouts and, you know, we watch guys kind of competing with each other, you know, it's, it's great to see guys uh, working, trying to, you know, uh, earn their opportunities to get onto the court, uh, trying to compete to win drills, uh, because at the end of the day, that's going to make all of us better. And um, like I said, I think we've, they've been a really good group to work with thus far. You know, we hope that continues as we continue to build stuff, as we continue to throw stuff at them, that they handle each and every kind of 
phase with the same you know energy and effort uh, and so I think that those are some of the things that we're excited about because we know that there's obviously some athleticism there, there's some talent there, there's some size there. Uh, there's guys that have been productive as Division One players previously, and now can we get them all to be on the same page, executing our style and our system, you know, night in and night out. And I know it's very, very early, um, but like when I'm looking at, you know, I, I see the Twitter feeds, and you know, I see, oh, Robert Morris landed him, landed this guy, landed this guy. Um, you've taught, you've coached a lot of talented teams in the past, but do you think this is one of the more talented groups that you've had? I like I said, I know it's early, but you know, just looking at this team, it looks like it could be a team that's something special. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the the hope is that you know, as we made the jump into the Horizon League and we felt like we needed, you know, to add some more uh, baseline of talent to maybe our recruiting. You know, I think we've done that. Um, are they the most talented team we've had since I've been here? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We've had some really good teams and some really good players. Uh, so time will tell on that. But I definitely think that there's the makings of a, of a team that I can, can compete in the Horizon League. And that's, that's our, our first and foremost goal, you know, is to be able to you know, put a team on the floor that you look and say, hey, this team looks like the teams we're competing against. These guys are as talented or as capable as some of the guys we're competing against. And now it's our job to go out and do it. But, you know, there's certainly, um, you know, from a size perspective, uh, from, from some skill perspectives, I think we're, they're up there with, you know, some of the on paper more talented teams we've had. And then uh, one guy that comes to my mind, uh, Justin Winston, I've heard um, some things that, you know, he's, he's a really, really, really good shooter. Um, I mean, I heard like he broke a shooting drill or shooting drill and in, in like a shooting drill for you guys in practice. I mean, what does that versatile? He's he's versatile, um, and he's a big guy. I mean, what what does that bring to the table uh, for you guys, especially a guy that can shoot, shoot you know shoot more of a deeper shot and you know I mean bring both you know finishing and as well as the shot as well. Yeah, well, I think as people that have followed our program for a while now know that you know our forwards are pretty they need to be pretty versatile. They need to be, you know, multi-skilled guys. They need to be able to finish in around the rim. They need to be comfortable on the perimeter. They need to be able to play in two-man games. They need to be able to make decisions. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, as we look at Justin, you know, he's a guy that has all of those skills across the board, right? There might have been some guys that have played similar positions to Justin for us that maybe were deficient in one area or another. You know, Justin's a guy that can drive it. He's a guy that can finish at the rim. You know, he's a guy that can shoot the basketball. He's a guy that can uh, pass the ball, right? So he has all those different skills. You know, he's explosive with his first step. Um, so there's a lot of really good things around Justin and, and what his talent package is. Um, the question for him and the question for all of our guys will be, you know, how quickly they can absorb and handle, you know, the decision-making and the execution offensively and defensively, right? And, um, you know, we've been hard on Justin. We believe he's going to be one of our best players. You know, so we've been hard on him, challenging him to really try and get to that next level of understanding, get to that next level of work, you know, to be able to push himself through some of those uncomfortable moments that maybe in the past he would have, you know, slowed down at, right? And I think he's doing a good job with that. I think he's aware of, you know, there's things that he can still continue to improve on. And as talented as he is, you know, he's got to combine that talent with some of the work and with some of the execution that will help him become even more productive as a player. And I think he's on that path. Um, but yeah, he's he's a guy that we're we're very excited about. You know, his ability to play with Khalil Spear, his ability to play with Matt Mayers, Mattia Kunzo, Brandon Stone. I mean, I think we have some options there in the front court of guys that can do a lot of things on the court and can affect the game in a positive way. And I know we discussed this a little bit when we talked back in March, but you know, 
seeing the amount of guys that have flooded the transfer portal, what what are your thoughts now, especially seeing how like the college basketball landscape has changed over these past couple of months? Well, I mean, I think it's just going to be the new norm. Um, I, I've been a uh, been saying that for a little while now. I think that there's going to be this this pool of guys that go into the transfer portal each and every year. Um, I think in, in time it'll balance out a little bit. I think obviously it's the new wave, so everybody kind of jumped on board this year. But I think there'll be a lot of guys that utilize that option for themselves. Um, now, the, the the interesting thing will be see how many guys get out of the portal, right? Getting mm-hmm. in is easy. Getting out right. sometimes can be hard. And so, you know, I think there'll be some guys maybe that think twice about it as they see maybe guys not have as good an experience or maybe not end up where they wanted to be. I mean, there'll be a number of guys this year, probably in the hundreds, um, you know, probably four or five, six hundred guys that don't get out back to Division One. And so I think that those are things that guys are going to have to start to weigh as they make decisions. You know, am I going to have the opportunity to get back to be a Division One player? If that's my goal. If my goal is, hey, I just want to go somewhere where I can play and have the best career and I'm okay going Division Two or Division Three, then great. Uh, but a lot of the guys that are leaving Division One schools, ultimately they want to be back at Division One schools. And, um, you know, there's just right now more supply than there is demand in terms of, you know, players versus scholarships. And uh, it's an interesting dilemma that kids are going to have to face moving forward and coaches. You know, even this last couple of weekends, we were able to go out for the first time since the pandemic started and watch high school teams play. And usually in these two weekends, there would be floods of offers going out. And there really wasn't as many because I think guys are trying to be selective about who they take because they know next spring there's going to be a large pool of guys that are maybe more experienced or more veteran uh, have been more productive, understand a little bit more about what they're getting into at the Division One level. And so it'll be really interesting to see how all this stuff plays out in these, these next couple of years. But I've always been an advocate and a, and a fan of, hey, if you don't like where you're at and you think you have a better opportunity to go somewhere else and you want to make that happen for yourself, go ahead, you know, because that's uh, ultimately what, what we all have the option to do. And if you want to bet on yourself and you want to go out there into the portal and see what happens, you know, more power to you. We hope it works out for you. But uh, you have to be a little bit, thoughtful and how you decide that you might want to do that as we move forward because you're going to start to see some guys that haven't you know found the success that they thought they would find and um with now roy williams coach k retiring at the end of the year name image and likeness you know starting guys starting to now you know about to profit off of their name in the next couple of days have we entered a new era of college basketball yeah you might be able to say that you know i think um once the season comes, it'll be back to, you know, the thing that is important in the game. Uh, but I do think that there's, you know, some some good things that are happening in the game, whether it is the opportunity to, you know, transfer and not have to sit out, whether it is name, image, and likeness. I think, you know, obviously student athletes have more voice than ever. You know, they're helping shape kind of the next era of, of college athletics as a whole, not just college basketball. And I think that's a good thing, right? I think the, the people that are participants in this uh, the players, the coaches, they need to have a voice in, you know, how, how things happen moving forward. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. It's an interesting time to be involved in college athletics. You know, no one really knows how it's all going to play out. Uh, I'm sure as we go, there'll be some bumps along the way and some things that need to get adjusted. But I do think that um, a lot of it is, is positive for the game. And I think a lot of it is stuff that, you know, we'll look back on, you know, maybe, you know, five years or 10 years down the road and say, man, we, we made a big deal about stuff that really, you know, wasn't as big a deal as we thought. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for your time today, and thank you for coming on. Anytime, Ethan. Enjoying it. Thank you.